Hello, and welcome to the World Fellows podcast. My name is Emma Skye, and I'm director of the World Fellows program at Yale. My guest today is Rita Shara, an Italian expert in international development, working for the United Nations Development Program. Rita, welcome to the podcast. Welcome, and thank you so much for this opportunity to share with you some thoughts. So Rita, growing up in Calabria, in the south of Italy, what got you interested in pursuing a career in international development? Yeah, uh, growing up in Calabria is a a tough thing. Like you grew up in one of the poorest regions of Italy and one of the poorest regions of the European Union, no? In a country uh, that stays in the G8. So you live with inequality, and you live in a place where to go to the developed part of Italy, you must take like a train for 14 hours. And that's what I did to go and study to the northern part of Italy, Milan, to have more opportunity. Uh, When I was at the university, I studied um, economics of uh, public relations. No, I was wrong. So what do you do, I continue? I cut, I continue. When I was at the university, I went there to study economics of uh, public administration and international relations. And uh, and at a certain point, I got into this class of uh, economic development. And uh, I met this book, Development as Freedom, who changed my life. Amartya Amartya Sen. Yes, Amartya Sen. And he was talking about my life. He said, everybody should be free to choose the life uh, he or she wants to live despite the place of birth. And my place of birth was an issue for me. I was closer to Tunisia than to Milan. And then I started the economic, like regional development. And I met the spillover effect, the fact that we were close to Basilicata and so far for the development world of Italy, this was an issue. And then when I started to study human development, I said, that's what I want to do. I want to go abroad. I want to learn how to do this. And one day I want to go back. And I was very, very young when I decided this. And this has been what I've been doing for the last 14 years. And I've been now ready to go back uh, after this fellowship. We'll see. So where have you worked internationally? I started in uh, my first experience was in India. I went there for a, a, an internship to work for the consulate of Italy in Bombay. Wonderful experience because I was the only one in charge of the uh, cultural uh, session of, uh, of, the, of the consulate. And I was there to organize a fashion show, a fashion exhibition, uh, a cine festival in order to spread the Italian culture in India. And this was great. And then from there, uh, I wanted to go to Tanzania to develop my thesis on water management. And this was a great experience. I could stay on the field, talking with people, think about how improve water management system in Tanzania in an, in an island again, Pemba Islands. And then from there, I got the very first experience in Bolivia, two years, Potosi, uh, working on a, a social inclusion with young people, 4,000 meters uh, above the sea level, a uh, huge problem of alcoholism for uh, young kids. So we were like forested in the city and uh, doing public parks for kids. And then uh, I got into UNDP, Dominica Republic, working on MDGs and public policy. Amazing experience. And then when the earthquake hit Haiti, I went from Santo Domingo to Haiti and there worked to bridge emergency and development. 
So you spent six years working in Haiti? Yes, almost six years. So what has that experience been like? This has been one of the most transformative experiences of my life from the personal professional point of view. When I got in Haiti, there were 10 cubic million of debris. This is like a line of truck from Canada to Argentina. Uh, there were 200,000 dead people. And this was a country who that two years before had eight hurricanes. So if you look at Haiti historically, every two years you are going to have a crisis or a political or a natural disaster. And I got there and the first two years were just a black hole. I was working day and night physically in order to remove the debris and to give the opportunity to people who lost everything. So we were creating short-term jobs, 40,000, 40% of women, and we were recycling the debris, making pavistons. And these things that for everybody was like a waste became richness for the neighborhoods in order to reconstruct the neighborhoods. And then from there, we started to, once the rubbles were cleared, we started to take people from the camps and to bring them in the neighborhoods of origins. And the camps started to be public plaza, plazas. And now you can see they are beautiful plazas in Port-au-Prince. And then from there, we started in the neighborhoods, physical reconstruction, but also economic reconstruction, working with women, creating enterprises, supporting enterprises. And this led us to have like, to support more than 1,500 women in Port-au-Prince in very difficult neighborhoods in order to give the people the opportunity to restart their life. So that's what we call a bridge, a bridge between emergency and development, working directly with the community, but also working with uh, uh, ministries in order to draft public policies for debris management, waste management, medium and small enterprises. Shocking experience from the mm. human point of view, I always remember about this engineer of my project who lost three kids. And during the first Christmas, he put all the toys of the kids and peluche in a truck saying, my kids are still alive in these neighborhoods. I want to give back the few things I have. Uh, Asian people are great people. The most resilient people I have ever met, people that are capable of impossible things. So I learned a lot from them in order to enjoy what you have, but literally every day of your life because the earthquake was 40 seconds and destroyed an entire country. So that's what I took with me from the country. I took this twist of Caribbean songs, Caribbean colors, mm -hmm. even when there are very tough moments in life, we must enjoy because we don't know how much is going to laugh and this is uh, how much is going to last and this is for real. No. So you've been working for the United Nations. What does the UN mean to you? For me, the charter of UN means a lot. Uh, I experienced uh, um, the contribution that the UN can do. I saw this, uh, I saw the impact of the public policies so we supported the Dominican Republic on social protection. We are talking about supporting millions of people that had the possibility to go to um, escape from poverty and to enter in the middle class. And I had the opportunity to see how many people we could support after an emergency in Haiti. So we're talking about beneficiary. We're talking about changing the life of people. No? And for me, it's very important. I know that it's an organization is very big. It's not easy to put together all the countries of the world to create a, di a dialogue, but it's necessary. And especially necessary when we have 
we have to create this bridge between emergency and development. There are so many crises. We are in a moment where there are the highest number of crises in the world. And I think that the mandate of UN is important. But it, more important that give a response to the crisis. We have to, I think we have to concentrate ourselves on how to prevent a crisis, no? So working on inclusion, working on social protection, working on prevention of uh, uh, disaster in the country is very important because one dollar spent on prevention is equal to five dollars spent on response and this gives you the idea of, of how much is important to work before in order to prevent at any different issue governance environment disaster management poverty no do you feel you've made progress or do you feel you're constantly banging your head against a wall it depends on where you work. Like when you work in a country like the uh, Dominican Republic, uh, um, a middle income country, you can see that you draft a policy and you can see, you can measure your, pro your progress. When you work in a country like Kieti, you really feel that once the emergency is over and you start to work on development, you see how it's difficult to tackle structural problems and how it's difficult to go back to the path of development because there are real problem that is difficult to tackle in a short term, like three years. When you do development, this takes time. And you can see the impact of a public policy after 10 years. And I can say this for Italy on waste management. It took us many years to have recycling in Italy. No? So this is a process of very long term. And uh, in a country like Haiti, it can be sometimes very frustrating see that you go back to square zero when there was an hurricane, for instance, last year, mm -hmm. Matthew, we could see how all the progress we, we have done were back to square zero and we had to restart again with housing, with the risk management and everything. And do you think you'll be able to take what you've learned in Dominican Republic and Haiti back to Calabria and put your efforts back into helping Italy now? Well, this is my main reflection after the program. I think that... Um, one of the main reflections after this four months in Yale has been the globalization is a fact and now we have to go local again, no? I don't know what life is going to bring, but I know that we are living in a country, Italy, where five million people, 80, like 10% of the population left the country in the last years. And we, I, from, I am from a country where 70% of the students at the last year of university are ready to leave the country to go abroad. And it's very funny that everybody talks about people who are coming from Africa or Syria. Nobody talks about a local problem of this uh, huge wound we have of young labor force who is leaving our country to go and study and work abroad. And I really think that, yes, we have to start to, glow, to work locally in order to leader by leader, start from the neighborhoods, from the municipalities, and give again this sense of belonging to the people and find new solution for a, wor for a world that's asking new solution no? in a very challenging. And uh, I was very impressed by the contribution of uh, the mayor of Paris during mm -hmm. the climate change conference when he say globalization gave us winner of globalization a loser of globalization. No? A loser of globalization are the people who stay in the city, working class, who are still living strong inequalities. And if, if she was saying, if we don't include the second one 
in the bigger process we are losing. And I think we are losing. 10% of the population leaves Italy to go abroad. This means that th this country is dying and we need a new solution for this kind of people. Rita, I hope you find a really good job back in Italy and thank you for joining us. Thank you so much, Emma Sky, and thank you so much for this opportunity.